stuck in the middle and the pain is under so I to get over welcome to the forefeminist allow me taking you into the world of feminism what it feels like being a woman in a man's world yeah you heard me right is it a man's world well you'll find out and I'll also be taking you what it feels like being a woman in a woman's world. Didn't tell her when I told you women have their own world. I hope you come with me on this journey every weekend. I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of great women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afarfem. Hey, hey, hey you, how are you doing? Thank you for joining the podcast and welcome to another episode on The Aforfeminist. On today's podcast, I will be sharing with you some of the things that I do know about dealing with daddy issues. People use the phrase daddy issues to refer to father-daughter relationships that have a negative impact on the way a woman relates to men. However, it's not only women who can have daddy issues. So many black men have daddy issues as well as white men. So it's not a race thing. It's a relationship thing. Generally, daddy issues are basically a father-child relationships. Um, that progresses into adulthood. Fortunately for me, due to the nature of the podcast, I do not have to bother myself about men, at least for today. So if you're a man listening to the podcast and you have daddy issues, I beg of you, you should seek professional counseling because the program is suited for women. So what we have done ahead of the podcast is to create the best male perspective, you know, that we think around daddy issues. And we have to look into our archives to find one of T.D. Jake's um, take on daddy issues. And we did this because it's always good to also have a male perspective around topics like this, even though I will be throwing in my own weight on the topic. Therefore, during the course of the show, you'll be hearing snippets from what we have curated from the perspective of Bishop T.G. Jakes. And um, while I offer my own perspective Um, as well. So having daddy issues can be damaging for any woman. And this is because the hurt that stems from having daddy issues runs deep and hurts even after you get into a love relationship with a man. Now take a listen. (laughs) 
but it works out bad for you if you take that nurturing skill and use it in your mind to nurture negative, painful, hurtful images that you hold in the womb of your mind for years and years and feed them. You breastfeed your pain by bringing it up again and rehearsing it with other people and talking to other people about it. You keep it alive. And Daddy Issues has a foundation. The foundation begins mostly when a man or woman makes a baby. When they're not mentally ready for the role. Making a baby is not about just making a baby. It's deeper than just having a baby. It's more about entering into a role. A role that many people are not mentally prepared for. And when I say many people, I mean many adults are not mentally prepared for. Many still don't even get this because I know there are people who still argue that they did not want to become parents. It just happened to them, which is kind of ironic, is it? Yes, we know that there are people who have unplanned um, pregnancies, unplanned situations, but it was still your choice to become a parent. It was still your choice to become an adult. It was still your choice that you were going to take responsibility for any decisions that you made in your life, starting from building a relationship with the opposite sex. And these are the foundations of that issues. Take a listen. To the grieving women in this room who feel like my father loved, didn't love me, he wasn't there for me, very seldom do men leave their children. They leave their situation or they leave their spouse and they don't know how to build a relationship with the child apart from the mother or the mother won't let them. The, the, some of them don't know who their father is. Some of them were abused by their fathers. Some of their fathers ran away, and the child thinks that the father ran from them. But in all likelihood, the, the father either ran from your mother. <laughs> no, that's true. He, he, he ran from the relationship that was going on with her at the time, or he ran from the pressure of being this iconic individual that was intimidating for this 20-year-old or this 25-year-old individual who, who is unfinished himself, who is flawed and broken, and, and the whole family unit is predicated on the fact it has to be a place of unconditional love. It has to be as a father. So a lot of your fathers did not do this well because they didn't know how. It's the only role a man often has to play without a script or a blueprint. If he didn't see it demonstrated at home, putting a ring on his finger doesn't make him a husband. 
Handing him a baby doesn't make him a father. What is, what is that? So you heard it right there. Giving a man a ring doesn't make him a husband. Giving a man a baby doesn't make him her father. And I think this is where a lot of women often get conflicted in. That is, you want to be with a man. You need male validation so much that you just make anyone a husband or you just make anyone a father. And once you understand these particular rule, I call it a rule. It's a great rule for life. And I think any girl or woman should take it with her. Giving someone a ring doesn't confer in them responsibility. Responsibility is something that is in you. You can actually see it in people. I can see someone who has a responsibility for a community. They do not need to hold a political position. They do not need to, you know, be in a position of leadership. I mean, official position of leadership. They already take steps to correcting anomalies. Taking responsibility is not a conferment of title. And this is where humans need to understand the power of taking on roles The power of taking on roles is greater than the conferment of the title. I am a woman who is made because I took on roles. I was never conferred a title. And so many of you have been on my journey with me from the beginning of this podcast to understand where I'm coming from. Where I'm coming from is a place of love because the truth is once you love yourself and I'm going to repeat it again once you love yourself and I mean love yourself it's not self-obsession like people often think no it's you loving yourself because once you love yourself you will know how to love other people Because the reason why there's so many troubles, so many challenges in the family unit is because so many people don't love yourself. They're actually looking for the love outside because they've been made to believe that someone else will love them. Someone else will appreciate them, seeking validation, and it's both ways, men and women. But I am sticking with my bed today. It makes my job easier. Anyways... Having said that, you need to understand that for many men, the love they have for their children can be separated. And I know so many women feel so bad about this. You know, so many children also feel so bad about this because you often wonder, but this woman is a lovable woman. Yeah, she's a lovable woman, but... I always tell people, just because I don't love you doesn't mean someone else is not going to love you. Just because you don't love me doesn't mean someone else wouldn't love me. And now let's come to think of it. What is love? You know, this love that people often, you know, talk about. 
there's a love that lets go. I know that you being in my life will not do anything for you. And I mean anything good for you. So I'm going to let you go. That's love. Love is not necessarily being in conditions and situations where, you know, it's harming both of you. Sometimes love is letting go. Love is saying, well, I want what's best for you. So I'm going to release you to something that's better for you. Because I know you've been in my life. It's not going to work out and it's going to create, you know, friction. But humans have to understand this, that we can coexist on the planet without necessarily being at war. We need to understand that we are co-creating our realities together. And in order to do that successfully, we need to first love ourselves so that when we love ourselves, we come to the fullness of loving ourselves, then we can actually extend that love to other people and genuinely know, you know, how to love them. It's the reason we have so many daddy issues prevalent. So many women don't actually love themselves. They always seek male validation. I think recently... On our Facebook page, we posted that um, a lot of women need to understand, you know, that chasing your dream is different from chasing a man's dream. A man has a dream. You have your dream. It's up to you whose dream you want to chase, your dream or a man's dream. It's totally up to you. But the truth is, don't cry about your choices. Choose to play wisely. That's what I tell you all the time. And even as hard as it is, for those people who are dealing with daddy issues and you're tuned in, you need to understand that your father can love you. Seeking your father's validation is not something that you would not want. However, Just as you seek his validation, he also seeks your validation. Because it's just natural human nature that we all want validation from one another. You want to feel heard. You want to feel seen. uh, You want to feel appreciated. I want to feel appreciated. So we all want the same thing. So the idea that maybe some people want certain things and others don't needs to be erased. We all want the same thing at the end of the day. You want to be heard, you want to be seen, you want to be appreciated. Yes, we make mistakes because sometimes it's just human nature. We make mistakes, but we should be forgiven. We should be aware of our relationships with people, especially in the family unit. And do not confer, you know, titles back to it again. Just because of giving titles sake, it's about working, working, responsibility and not title. And um, yes, I know that I've been hard or brash. So I am going to bless you with a beautiful music by Alicia Cara. Scars to your beautiful darling. I'll be right back.
just wants to be beautiful she goes unnoticed she knows no limits she craves attention she praises an image she prays to be sculpted by the sculptor oh she don't see the light that's shining deeper than the eyes can find it maybe we are made of blind souls she tries to cover up her pain and cut her woes away cause cover girls don't cry after the face is made but there's a hope that's waiting for you in the dark you should know you're
Thank you for staying tuned. So as a researcher, I did a little research around women whose fathers were physically or emotionally absent in their lives and how their relationship with men they are romantically involved with or married to impacts them negatively. Um, And to my surprise, it corroborated you know, what I have been saying early on, on the podcast, because I saw quite a number of studies around this, which means that we can comfortably say that a bad relationship with your father or the father figure in your life can impact your relationship with your partner. Yeah, we can comfortably say that. But you might be curious as to know why this happens. It just happens that each time you meet with the opposite gender, which is another male figure in your life, it triggers your traumatic experiences. So the trigger is what impacts your relationship negatively. So that's why. But not to worry, there is hope. That's why you're here, isn't it? And just before I get to the healing aspect of or the solution to this problem I would you know like to take a breather stay tuned I'll be right back now take a listen core my relationship with you has a foundation up under it so that even when we face disappointments amongst each other it might rip up the carpet but not the foundation laying that foundation is a process that takes years one other point i want to throw in quickly we tend to raise our same gender children and spoil our different gender children A man tends to be tougher on a boy because he's trying to get him ready for what it's like to be a man. And and you can spoil the girl. And a woman tends to be a little tougher on the girl because she knows how tough it is to be a woman. But her son can get away with murder. So the the boy fools the woman all the time. Mama, she just wasn't wasn't right. I know one of the reasons why you tuned into this podcast is because you're trying to find the light, you know, at the end of a dark tunnel. But just before we get to the light parts, okay, we need to, you know, do some personal introspection. And this personal introspection stems from the fact that you need to know if you truly have that issues. And um, the prognosis for knowing that you have daddy issues are quite many. You cannot just take one of the symptoms. You have to look at a number of prognoses. So I'm going to share with you about eight of them, uh, 10, okay, 10. 
they let's say out of 10 four you have four of this you're dealing with four of this in your life then the likelihood that you have that issues is very high so women who do not have supportive loving meaningful relationship with their dads or the male figure in their lives who were supposed to be their fathers while they were growing up always have issues in their romantic relationships and in their marriages so let's go when you have a hard time trusting men okay i know some people will be like Oh, are you trying to tell me now I should trust all men? Oh, no, I cannot trust men. Men are scums. You know, <laughs> that reminds me of the feminist in Nigeria. You know, I know that feminism is made popular in Nigeria because of Ngozi Amanda Adichie. And so many people love the idea of feminism. They do love it. But not to take away from the real mission of feminism, the truth is that there are still people who are dealing with daddy issues and it could be toxic. And then they'd be like, men are scums, men are scums. Sometimes when I see it, I, you know, like to do my own personal analysis of such an individual because if you say men, you know, that's like making a general statement that men. But the truth is, it's not all men. It's just like saying, all men I can trust. There are men I can trust. I'm going to give you a good example because I will not use my partner as an example. I'm going to talk from someone who grew up from a family. My father is someone I trust. Yes, I know that some people will be like, oh, how can I trust a man who maybe mal- maltreated my mom? Yes, I trust him because I have a great relationship with my dad. Yes, I also have a great relationship with my mom. But the problem is many women or many children were not able to separate their relationship with their mom from their dad and from the relationship with their dad and mom altogether. Okay, I'm going to repeat this because I know that some people will be like, oh, I'm a bit confused. Okay, so your dad and mom have a relationship. You have a relationship with your mom. You have a relationship with your dad. So it's like a triangle, is it? But how do you balance your relationship with your mom and your relationship with your dad? And not really interfering, you know, so much with the relationship with your mom and dad altogether. It's something that needs studying. Because in the family where I grew up, I was able to perfect that. So it's more like when my mom is wrong, I call her out. When my dad is wrong, I call him out. But not necessarily, you know, trying to be biased because, okay, I think my mom is more emotionally available to me or my dad is not emotionally available to me. So I'm going to take the side of the parent who is more emotionally you know, available to me. So, and once you understand the family politics, then sometimes it's easier to glide through. I hope you understand what I now mean. So, if you have a hard time trusting men, I mean men generally, 
there's a likelihood, you know, that you have daddy issues, but you don't take one prognosis. So I'm going to, like I said, share as many as I can. So just come with me. If you are suspicious and excessively jealous about the people who come in contact with your partner, then you may have daddy issues. So you see, there are women who, in the name of love, say that they need to be with their spouse every time. They work with their spouse. They travel with their spouse. They don't allow them to have boy time. You know, men love to have their own cave. It's called the man cave, where they just hide away, just do what they like. And I don't mean do what they would like in a negative negative way, but just have their me time. Just like you deserve your me time. So, but if you are that type of partner that you're always suspicious, once he wants to just have his me time, you're just excessively jealous, then it's likely you have daddy issues. Also, if you're always trying to test your partner's love for you, yeah, you feel like, oh, he doesn't love me, so I'm going to put him to a test. You know, or put him into some kind of temptation by yourself, your own doing, then you have daddy's issues. Also, overly needy for attention and validation is a sign that you may have daddy issues. Like I said earlier, we all like to be validated, like to be seen, like to be heard. It's not one person's needs. All of us has that need. The only thing is that on a scale of one to 10, we may differ as to how much we need it. So everyone wants to be needed, wants to feel validated, wants to feel some form of, you know, I am heard and I'm seen. So what do you do? You overly request it. You overly demand it. Even when he's not willing to have a PDA, you know, you want him to have a PDA. You know, there are women like that. I want to tell the world it is mine. I will put you out there even if you don't like it. (laughs) You know, that reminds me of quite a few people who often obsessive about putting their partners out there, showing them up. I'm not saying it's bad, but there are people who are just overly needy for attention and validation, which is a very good sign to know that you may be having daddy issues and the truth is you know why i'm smiling my partner doesn't have social media so i'm trying to you know put myself in the shoes of women whose partners don't have social media because you know imagine if your partner has social media but they don't like to post you out there and you take it upon yourself to keep posting them and tagging them so everyone knows them and they get irritated by it what happens they get off social media, right? You drive them crazy <laughs> to get off social media. But I'm so happy my partner is not on social media. So I like it that way. I don't need validation. I'm a secure woman, okay? <laughs> also, uncomfortable. Okay, I said I don't need validation. I need validation, but not publicly. My partner knows me very well, okay? So I need the people who are close to me to appreciate me value me 
you know, the people who are close to me. I'm not about, you know, external validation and you need to know the difference. And that is a topic for another day. Knowing the difference between internal validation and external validation. So I would like for my friends, you know, family members to validate me and not, you know, all Tom Dick and Harry out there. So another thing to look out for is if you are uncomfortable with your partner having female friends. So your partner tells you, I have a female friend. And you go berserk. Like, you dare not have a female friend. You have me in your life. Why do you need a female friend? Am I not your all in all? You know. But the truth is, you are his all in all, but he deserves to have friends. And that friend can be either female or male. And that's his choice to make. But you going about thinking, oh no, why should you have female friends? So you keep tabs on his female friends because you feel like they're going to take him away from you. Well, sister, well, sister, yeah, I'm talking to you, sister. If you feel like you need to do this every time, maybe, just maybe, you're not in the right relationship. If you think that your partner doesn't deserve to have a female friend, then I don't think you're in the right relationship. Yeah. Also, if... It doesn't know how to walk through relationship problems or how to express anger effectively. Okay, so you are in a relationship, you get angry, you don't know how to express yourself you don't know how to express how you feel you always spout cry rant walk away you can have meaningful conversations you know that will lead up to finding a solution to whatever it is you're angry about this may be a sign that you have daddy issues because if you go back home and you have issues with your dad for example you know you express your anger towards your father you have talks with your father i have you know had issues with my dad where I sat down, you know, and I will tell him the kind of person I am with my dad is I am real, just as he's real with me. He doesn't like something, he tells me. I don't like something, I tell him. And we have conversations around it. Meaningful conversation will come to a common ground and we move on as opposed to crying, pouting, ranting, you know, being turbulent. <laughs> put it that way or being chaotic being chaotic or turbulent doesn't solve the problem is having conversation having a dialogue helps you solve problems more effectively but if you see people who you know they're always fighting you know when people are trying to have dialogues with them maybe they sign you know that they have that issues also if you expect a man to make you happy hmm. This is very, very, very dicey and I must tread carefully because many women often say, what are you doing in my life if it's not to make me happy? Eh, it's better I don't need a man if you cannot make me happy. Mm-mm. So, thank God I already have made a podcast around is happiness free of expensive 
I would like you to go back to season two and go listen to that podcast. It's going to help you a lot around building happiness and creating your own happiness and giving grace to people who don't make you happy because it's an insight. It's more of an inside job than an outside job. So another sign that you may be having daddy issues because it's um, showing signs of um, you need him to take care of you financially um yeah many women here yeah because you think your father gives you money my father only gave me money for the things that were important and that's why when i started dating it wasn't a big deal for me with men that my father my partner must give me money because my father never just handed me money uh, my father maybe have, might have been generous to you, but it was never like that with me because for him, money should be spent meaningfully in the home. So he gives money for meaningful things. You're going to do your project. You're going to school. Um, you need to buy meaningful things. He'll give money for that. My um, female hygiene things, he gives me money for that. And what have you? So, but just... Sometimes for me to get money from my dad for frivolities, I call them, I would need to, you know, press his mumbo button to get it. But the beautiful thing about the relationship that I have, I had with my dad is that my dad appreciated my effort and he would gift me something. Like, he may just um, buy me something out of the blues or he had a gift from somewhere and he can give me that gift. Even though people in my family hated the fact that, you know, they think he was partial. But what they did not understand is that building a relationship with someone takes a long time. It didn't just happen like that. There were moments when I was a lot younger when my dad was very brutal. We had a lot of friction. Then I was adolescent. You know, when you're in puberty, your hormones tend to be raging. (laughs) And then you need to have a strict father to tame your hormones. Otherwise, like they say in my language, you got dabanoko. You got dabanoko in my language, where I come from. Ibo is an Ibo word um, phrase for you will jump into fire. So they need to tame you. So like, ima dabanoko. <laughs> I hope you learned a new language there. So, but the thing is, you know, it's a beautiful relationship gliding through. I know that many people often hear me say stuff about my dad, but they don't know that like, yeah, I may say stuff about my dad because I want to, you know, I, I like to be practical about things in life. I am not one to pretend, you know, about the things that have happened or have not happened to me. I like to bring it to lives to teach other people, you know, and to make you understand that I'm not coming from a perfect place. You know, most people like to paint this picture, perfect thing, you know, about them. And I'm sorry to say, many religious people are like that. They like to paint, a re- especially religious leaders, they like to paint this picture, perfect family situation. But it's not true. And that was one of the reasons why I never supported my father to become a pastor. Because I remember there was a time um, he wanted to take on the calling because he was asked by the church we were going to at the time, you know, to become a pastor. And my father 
literally follows like my bible besides the bible like i mean the general bible we know he follows my bible so i give him reasons why you know he's not suited for that role there's still so many things he needed to learn and i think i've said it at the beginning of the podcast being given a title doesn't confer on your role a responsibility and you can actually be a pastor but it's more of an inside job you must get to that point of you know being called a pastor i'm not calling you a pastor because you have a role because you have a title and people need to know the difference between it yeah because when the ministry of christ began nobody had titles the titles came after the ministry they were called by names peter and that and jesus or yeshua some people call him but no title so giving someone or conferring someone with a title doesn't necessarily make them have that role or take on that, that responsibility so back to the signs that you are likely to be having daddy issues you enjoy and you create drama everything is a big deal you love crisis you love drama you cannot separate small unimportant situations or relationship issues from the important ones and i am saying this because i also have a sister that i love but I, my sister as someone that you know struggled around relationship with daddy especially as it um contrasts with my relationship with my dad so we always have this sibling who thinks your relationship with a parent is more important than the other parent but truth be told parents are some of the most partial people in the world because when you have like four or five kids you definitely will have a favorite it's just like a man saying he has four or five wives excuse me excuse me really so you love five women equally it's impossible so the one he loves really he won't be able to hide it he will not be able to pretend about it so in the same way when a man or a woman has so many children they always have favorite and to now say that just because your parent has a favorite child means they don't love you i think that's unfair so because every family is kind of designed like that if you ask me all families but to end your sibling rivalry around you know the fact that your parent loves a child more than they love you or you wish the other parent loves no oh, come on i think that's quite petty but it also sh- is a sign that you may be having that issue so some people create drama create crises make a big deal out of nothing you know they're this, this type of people just a little thing you have a little misunderstanding with your spouse and it blows open everyone knows about it come on calm down you know you tell everyone like you do not know how to manage 
your emotions. Your emotions are everywhere. So that you are not able to build relationship, solidify your relationship with your partner. And this behavior is one of the significant signs that one has that issues. Yeah. Then another sign you can look out for is when you lack self-confidence. You're constantly striving to feel better about yourself. You are not confident. You lack confidence. You think that, oh, I am inadequate. And you know that when you lack self-confidence as a woman, it makes you make mistakes because you think that you are not up to standard. You are not completing yourself. So you're constantly striving to make yourself complete. So you'll be making decisions that are not positively impacting your life. And such decisions may be, you know, going for surgery. Um, yeah, surgery. I know some people will be like, oh, no, no, no. I need to feel good about myself. My surgery is not about me lacking confidence. No, it is about you lacking confidence. You lack confidence about who you are as a person. So you think by going for surgery, especially cosmetic surgery, it's going to enhance your beauty. So it's about beauty. There's a difference between, you know, trying to enhance your beauty as opposed to trying to keep fit. The two different things. People who go for fitness surgery, that is maybe they go for a gastro um, sleeve or something. Um, it's about fitness for them. But you who goes for a BBL, a boobs job and nose chiseling and things like that is about feeling inadequate lack of self-confidence so you're constantly striving you know to when you bleach your skin you know like literally you don't want to be recognized as dark and you completely tone white you lack self-confidence or you're very white and you want to seem darker and you try as much as possible to feel darker you lack self-confidence there's just so many so many ways women show the lack of self-confidence when you just overly show PDAs with your partner that sometimes it's not necessary you know sharing information that well it's not necessary the other day I went to a neighbor's house and they started showing me they have gold they have silver they have I was shocked because I wouldn't show anyone that I have money even if I had it that's the kind of woman I am. <laughs> oh my God. Reminds me of my mom. My mom would say you're stingy. I said, no, it's not about stingy. Come on. I like me. I I, I, I do not... That information, I don't want it to go out there. Imagine if I had a million dollars and I'm telling everyone, come on. I don't want to be robbed in broad daylight. <sighs> so women, calm down. You're enough. Be the woman. It's something you should celebrate. You are enough. Okay. Okay. Calm down. Ah, wow. <laughs> yeah, because I felt... The truth is, I actually felt a certain way. You know, like, really? Are we going to do this now? So what if I just started showing off all my certificates? You know, my first degree, my second degree, my professional certificates. And yeah, because that's money. It's not free. All certificate that I've gotten, I paid for it. My association with the European Broadcasting Union. And I put it out there and, you know, 
it's funny though how some women think anyways back to business so another sign that you may be having daddy issues is when you have abandonment issues so now this is how it plays so she tricks you into dumping you so that you can accept her back so there's some women who actually play this game you know they want you to feel that they can do without you so they're always playing a game around dumping you maybe dumping you out of the bed dumping you out of their life for real but all this theatrics are just because they have abandonment issues so they're afraid of losing you uh or you're afraid because i'm talking to you women okay <laughs> some men may be listening and they'd be like oh no wonder she acts that way so now you have a you're a woman and you know because you have abandonment issues so you break up your relationship because you think he's going to break up with you and when you break up your relationship uh, he tells you bye yes bye bitch and then you're shocked and then you have to come back to beg him i'm so sorry i didn't mean to break up with you you know aren't you so stupid yes sometimes it works you know you break up with someone they come begging you but other times it doesn't because the guy can literally tell you go to hell <laughs> it may work the first time yeah okay i've done it i'm not perfect don't think i'm perfect i'm not perfect i've done it a few times so the man i'm going to marry i've done it a few times but i remember the third time i tried it he didn't beg me he, he literally told me to go to hell <laughs> okay do i have daddy issues yes i had to go back and think do i have daddy issues and i did a prognosis on some of the things i've already shared with you and just like i said at the beginning if you have four out of if you have 50% of this, but why I said four is because I'm going to share with you at least 10. So that's about 40%. So if you have about 40% of this characteristics of women, then you may, it's likely you have that issue. So when I did my prognosis, I realized, no, no, I don't have that issue because that's the only thing I know that I do. Of everything I'm going to share with you today, that's the only thing that I know that I do with him. Because it's not that I want him to beg me, but I just wanted to genuinely walk out of the relationship. And I was just sick and tired of, you know, waiting. I just want to move on. You know, sometimes you just want to move on genuinely. So you have to break up with someone, but not necessarily because you don't love them, but just because you want to move on with your life. And the last time I did, well, it wasn't funny. It actually called my bluff. <laughs> but then it will never happen again. Trust me. So it will not happen again. So I'm going to take a break. A breather. Because I've been talking for almost 30 minutes. And then I will wrap up the symptoms that you have that issues with you. So that you can make a very rich or a very, yeah, rich. That's the word rich prognosis about yourself and determine if you actually have daddy issues or not and then i will move into the solutions stay tuned i'll be right back i want to be affirmed i want to be appreciated and i want it i want it to happen after work and so in between all of that that's everything your mother wants so everybody wants, so you come home 
to hunger tired. So when you come home to hunger tired and, and, and face criticism, which I didn't, but some men do, it makes you want to flee either back to work or away altogether. To the grieving women in this room who feel like my father loved, didn't love me, he wasn't there for me, very seldom do men leave their children. They leave their situation or they leave their spouse and they don't know how to build a relationship with the child. Hey, hey, Nigeria. My name is MC all the way from Namibia. They call us the land of the brave because, yeah, we are brave like that. And right now you are tuned into with my girl, Afrofem. Stay tuned and don't touch that dial. We are here this evening to celebrate the women on whose shoulders we stand. It really is a revolution. The women are not waiting for permission to do their work. And to be a voice for the women that don't have a voice. And an arc of history. No one can stop us. We will speak up for our rights and we will bring change through our voice. Our words can change the whole world because we are all together. The time for rhetoric is over. The time for pretending we don't know what is going on is over. And the time is now for equal rights for women, equal pay for women, and respect for women. Thank you for staying tuned. Just before the break, I said if you have 40% of a prognosis in order to determine if you have daddy issues, chances are you'll have daddy issues. I already have shared 10 with you, so I'm just going to add five more. Choosing emotionally distant or unavailable men is a clear sign that you might be having daddy issues. So many women, even though they change relationship, they always land the man that's not for them. What do I mean by this? It's not that the man is not for you. It's just that he's not available to you. And when you say that a man is not available to you, it doesn't mean it may not be available to other women, but you find yourself always dating men that are not available to you, meaning they're not committed to you. I know that in the society where I'm coming from, a lot of women often excuse this behavior and call it all sorts of things, call it all sorts of names, is a man, that's how men are, blah, blah, blah. It's a big, big lie you're telling yourself. A lie from the pit of hell. Men can be emotionally available. Men can be committed. Men can be responsible. But sadly, you chose an unavailable man. And that is what it is. So that's the first step in dealing with daddy issues is to accept the problem, to accept the truth of the problem, which a lot of women run away from. Also, if you focus on getting the attention of men, and this is to mostly young ladies, unmarried young ladies, many unmarried young ladies, their business is about getting the attention of men, whether through their 
parents, through their body, through whatever means. All they think about in life is men. And that aches me because there is so many life goals you can pursue. But the thing that the reason why you are on this planet is because of men is very disturbing. Yeah, to watch. I see it all the time. I wonder why would a woman think everything about her existence is to get the attention of men? Well, that's a clear sign that you may be having daddy issues. Also, if you cannot commit to relationships or you are far too eager to commit to a relationship, you might be having daddy issues. Yeah, so if you cannot commit, you're quick to commit. So there's a balance between trying to commit to a new relationship and you can't commit to a relationship. There is a thin line between the two. So I'm just going to give you an instance. You are in a relationship with someone. You broke up with them. And right after, within the 12-month period which you broke up with them, you enter into a new relationship, popularly called the rebound. And you're getting married to this person. Chances are you're having daddy issues. And I know, don't get me wrong. People find the love of their life right after a very terrible, you know, terrible relationship. But that doesn't mean that you will not heal from your terrible experience. So before you get into a new relationship, the ideal thing is to heal. Okay? And not to use somebody's child as a rebound. If you are very negative about men if you are very negative about men I mean men as a group I don't mean that you shouldn't you know advocate for women's rights you know but there's what we call very toxic females I mean they are not about just creating a solution they are only toxic based off of their own personal experience maybe they've been raped they've been abused um and so they project their situation towards all men and in a very toxic way they are not kind you know um chances are you have that issues and you need to heal you have to deal with the root cause of the problem it's not all men it's maybe your father your previous relationship that made you you know feel that way but you need to keep an open mind but i'm going to come to that in a bit so the last but not the least is to use sex to get the attention of your partner or to affirm your self-worth yeah some people do this they get sexually attached in relationships and you know they try to use it to get attention sex to get attention to affirm their self-worth i just hope that women who are listening to me are not like this because i think that's the worst kind yeah that's the worst kind to give your body as a way of affirming your self-worth yeah, that's just the worst kind. Just the likelihood that you have bad issues. And there you have it. So if you are having any of those 15 
prognosis that I've shared with you, do a heart reset. Find out how many of the 15 that you're dealing with currently and determine if you have daddy issues. You already know if you have daddy issues. So you do not need to go to a clinical expert to tell you from the prognosis I've shared with you. But they say that girls eventually marry their dads, which is kind of correct. So it will mean that if your father was abusive towards you, chances are you're likely to marry a dad who is also abusive towards you. But now, what is abuse? Because people often think abuse is just about someone hitting you, someone throwing shades at you. No, it's not just about that. Abuse goes beyond just someone physically abusing you, injuring you. Someone can psychologically abuse you. Someone can verbally abuse you. Someone can financially abuse you. And I think this is the part where a lot of women are still trying to come to terms with. Financial abuse is when someone tries to exploit you based off of the fact that you're not financially empowered. Yeah, they try to exploit you. Also, when someone psychologically abuses you, verbally abuses you, because of course when someone verbally abuses you, you're affected psychologically, mentally, to make you feel you're nothing. You're nothing without them. Men often do this. Some men often do this. And even though they don't hit you, like, or kill you, or injury but they try to make you feel little so if you are in an abusive situation with your dad chances are you will be in a type of relationship like that so as a girl if you always seek validation you know from your dad you will also expect the same from your husband so because there are girls who want daddy's validation so they try to live up to their dad's expectation of them instead of like living by their own, you know, by their own calling. So you will expect the same from your husband because don't get me wrong though, because we all want validation at some point in our life. There is nothing wrong with this. The only problem is that when you demand this from a partner over time, maybe having daddy issues, you should feel enough. You It's not all the time you do something that someone should say oh yeah you did it or make an announcement that you did it you should be able to you know be confident in yourself without making an announcement you know that you did or did not do something okay so pay attention to women who have more of this relationship problems if you're a man listening to me (laughs) okay that's just by the way So if you have these problems, because the more you have these challenges in your life, the more um, likely that um, your relationship with your father or the man that you call dad in your life was not a supportive one. It was not a communicative one. And your relationship with him wasn't meaningful and it wasn't comfortable. So these are the signs to help you 
understand what you are dealing with here. I'll be right back. So him leaving may have been his cave, his escape. He may have been weak in areas, like your sons are weak in areas. And you have to be able to embrace the weakness or you can't be his friend. And the underbelly of the relationship is friendship, okay? Now there's a sharp distinction between weakness and wickedness. Going in your child's bedroom at night, to me, that's wicked. That's wicked. Or sick and need help. I'll give it that, okay? Uh, when, when a man is wicked, when he is wicked, that guy is dangerous. That guy is abusing you, he's burning you with cigarettes, he's hitting you in the head, your eyes bruise, your jaw bone is broken. That's not a weakness. That's wicked from such turn away. The, the valuable thing I would say to the women who had no fathers. I am, I am saying, first of all, that God will always bring somebody into your life to give you what you didn't get. It may be a grandfather, it may be an uncle, it may be a professor at a university. There's, there's always somebody who comes along who gives you what you didn't get. Here's the challenge though. If you're so bitter about what you didn't get, you don't have the ability to receive what God is sending from someone else in your life. So what can you do if you have daddy issues? Because so many women have daddy issues, so many. That's why you find girls just want to get married thinking the man they are going to get married to will be better than their father only to run into the hands you know, of a man who is even worse than your father. Yeah, it sounds familiar, right? So every time we see young girls uh, going out to, of their way to find a man where they can hide into, but now the cycle of abuse continues because you think you need to run out of a man's space into another man's space in order to get satisfaction. But you cannot solve a problem like that. You have to deal with the root cause of it. So just like T.G. Jakes has said that the universe always sends you someone. Or the problem with you women is that when the universe sends you someone, you're not ready. Yeah, because that's the big question. Are you ready when the universe sends you someone? I am going to share my own personal story with you. (laughs) 
So when we are having daddy issues, there is an emptiness that we often feel. And this emptiness, we try to fill it with different things. As a, a young girl who is an adolescent, you know, sometimes we play around, we want to hide and seek our relationships, and then we get into trouble, and then that trouble leads into an experience that we are ashamed of. We cannot share it with our parents or your father, you know, because your father used to think you're his baby girl, and now you're no longer his baby girl, you're someone else's baby girl. But it's part of growing up, okay? Yeah, it's part of coming into adulthood. You have to have certain types of experience to grow up. While some people cannot grow up or grow out of their bad experiences, they are stuck in there because they never paid attention to the people who the universe were sending into their life to help them. Yeah, my story is this. When I was in the university, you know, when you are in, in the university, you interact with all sorts of people. I got into the university when I was about 20, 21, can't remember exactly. So you interact with all sorts of girls, all sorts of boys. You want to do, you know, boy-girl things. In the first year, it's always like that. That's the year that makes or breaks many girls. <laughs> so, but along the way, I think about the third year into the university. I mean, my first degree. When I had my, when I was pursuing my first degree, my bachelor of science degree. I think it was into my third year. I was online and I stumbled into an information and I wanted to know more, you know, about the universe, how the universe works. I mean, the esoteric part of the universe. And then I had the opportunity to be in a chat room. And in this chat room, I was able to have conversations with all types of people. But there was this particular person, you know, he was more concerned, you know, about me. He was more concerned about my well-being. I was kind of taken aback, like, hmm, you know. Then scamming wasn't so popular, but I was careful because I had been um, schooled on cyber attacks and cyber um, security early on. I was lucky to have that information early on. How did I have that information early on? I will share another day. But this person was more concerned about, like they knew me, you know. It wasn't as if I was on a video, so they couldn't even see me. But they were very concerned about, you know, my struggles, my challenges. Maybe there was something I put in the chat that actually um, triggered them towards that direction I would never know I cannot even remember what I wrote in the chat I can't remember exactly what I wrote in the chat but I was looking to connect to network and this person wanted to meet me outside the chat room I mean outside the um, you know this digital space he wanted to 
build a relationship with me. And not in a sexual way, because I know that many people often use the internet for all sorts of rubbish. So, but not in a sexual way, in a more intimate way where you get to learn about someone and their struggles and how you can better help them. So I allowed this person. So what did I do? I shared my personal email with them and we started a relationship. And I mean, just by emailing each other every day. So I had this new male figure, mentor, I'll put it that way, in my life. Yeah, Elion. So it began the change that I started experiencing, you know, even in my relationship with my father, my mom, everyone in my home. It started creating a new me. He wasn't trying to change me because, you know, for people who think, okay, this is cringy. No. He wasn't trying to change me. Just like I said in the podcast, um, I did it some few weeks back, that when you are ready, your master is going to appear to you. So, but this is a, a man what I have not even seen. Like, I have not seen him physically, just in pictures. We shared pictures, you know, but he was not a young man. He was much older man he was in his I think when I met him he was in his 50s he was not even Nigerian okay so because I grew up in Nigeria for those of you who do not know that Lagos Nigeria to be precise he was not Nigerian guess what he was Canadian and he started to you know tell me read this book read that book you know, you know, I used to read a lot, you know, and the kind of books that I love to read are not, you know, the regular kinds of book like my parents used to read because my dad was an educator and we had all sorts of books in my home. So I had a chance to read all types, gravitate into, you know, some types of book more than the others because we had a variety. But what I'm trying to say is that the universe always sends you someone to fill your emptiness, to take you away from a path that might lead you to, you know, destruction. The universe always sends someone. And let me tell you the truth about the types of people he sends to you. The types of people he sends to you do not want to exploit you in any way. So you making excuses for the people that you think are sent to you by God, but they're exploiting you. And when I mean exploiting you, they're exploiting you financially. They're exploiting you by making you afraid. They're exploiting you by forcing you into a relationship that you do not want to be in. Because this same man that I'm talking about, he actually introduced me to a man to marry at some point in our relationship. He did introduce me to this young man, but he never forced me to marry this man because, yes, we went out on a date for about seven months 
and this young man proposed to marry me. He, he, he knew the man. I don't know how he met the man, but the man was in Nigeria and the man is Nigerian. So, but, and that was just right after I finished my first degree. But after going on a date with this man for seven months, it was a very enjoyable experience to be candid with you. I had a great time. But because of my relationship with this man, the universe had sent into my life, I was more self-aware. I was more in tune with my higher self. And I knew this was not the man I should be marrying. So I told it to him that I wasn't going to marry the guy because I just know it. He's not the man I'm supposed to be married to. We don't share the same values. Yeah, we may share one or two here and there, but I knew he wasn't the person I should be, you know, getting married to. But this man did not, you know, ostracize me because I did not marry the man he, he, he introduced me. Yeah, but we still kept a very fantastic relationship. Also, I'll give you another example as to why he wasn't financially exploit- exploitative. He never asked me for one dime one day. Instead, he actually gifted me. So, during my final exams, when I was doing my first, finishing up my first degree, he knew I didn't have a laptop from our conversation. And he knew that having a laptop was a very big deal in finishing my research project. So he sends me a laptop. And I mean, sends me a laptop. I don't mean I asked him to give me a laptop. You know, sometimes we meet people in our lives who just change us forever. I never asked him for a laptop. We just were always chatting and it popped up and he said, I was going to send you a laptop. My told me his daughter just got this laptop and she didn't like it. And it was less than a week old. So he's going to send it to me. So here I was, a very young girl who thought that initially that I needed to be with a man. You know, because when you grew up in a society like um, the society I grew up in somehow you may lose sight of your vision in life so I had a vision in life but along the way the society was trying to shape me to think that all I needed was to be in a relationship with a man in order to succeed but this person comes into my life and made me realize that I was enough. (laughs) Yeah, because I had a laptop in school. People were gossiping, you know, because people saw that my lifestyle changed. I mean, my appearance changed. I was now wearing very better clothing. What I did not know was that even though he gifted me a laptop, like he he gifted me a laptop, he said he's going to send me the laptop. When he was shipping it, he actually shipped the barrel of clothing to me like different clothing new and different types of clothing like I mean a barrel I don't mean a box I mean a barrel you know that big barrel that is used to store oil he 
the blue one yeah if you know what it is but the color is blue it's usually sealed he filled it up with different girl stuff i mean different girl stuff so you can imagine how i was in my family the golden child oh my god who gets stuff from north america even though she's never traveled before <laughs> and that is something in my family that they still don't understand and i know that there was a time my sister called me and she said why is it that foreigners are always attracted to you i said i do not know that i cannot tell there's just something that attracts people from other nations to me and i do not know why so but maybe i don't know maybe something from my past life who knows so but just to cut the long story short the universe will always send some male figure into your life but you need to be ready that's what this is about i mean ready in your heart to receive them because you may have pushed your mentor or your master away just because you're hurting just because you're beaten about your experience and you will just push everyone away not to be able to get to a place in your heart where you forgive and let go forgiving doesn't mean that you're weak or forgiving doesn't mean that you are allowing people to take advantage of you no forgiving is letting yourself come into the realization that you are a co-creator with this individual in your experience so for that reason i'm going to let the experience go because i do not want to create more chaos in my life so that i can allow new things to come in so i'm not going to hold on to that pain i am not going to hold on to that grudge i am not going to hold on to what those hurtful experiences hurt because i now understand that i was a part of it so because now i understand it and i have forgiven myself for being a part of it i release that hurt in order to allow something else but that doesn't mean you have to still be in the same space with your abuser or someone who took advantage of you but letting them go is a hard thing you let them go in your heart you don't feel hurt about it to allow something new to come in um so you need to stop you need to look you need to listen to your heart your relationship with your dad can end up affecting your relationship with your partners and male friends do not try to start a family without healing this is my number one rule if you are still hurting if you are still sulking pouting you know what i mean girls you cannot start a family without healing because without healing you have the power to continue a toxic cycle
Take a listen. You say it's a full moon, it's never a full moon. There's still as much dark as there is light, okay? And so what you have to understand about life and about people is that there is a dark side and you have to deal with all of that if you're gonna have a whole relationship and be strong. And the only way you can deal with it is emptying out of your womb everything, every bitter, toxic, angry, I'm gonna show them vindictive thing because you won't have enough energy to be successful. Success takes a lot of energy and you're spending too much energy on toxicity to have the power that's necessary to break through the barrier between mediocrity and to great as a thick wall between mediocrity and greatness is a thick wall and you need both your hands free and your feet free you gotta kick it and punch it and stomp it and you don't have time to be bitter about nothing you gotta get your hands free because you only got a minute and your baby's gonna be grown and you're gonna be gray-haired. You blink again, you're gonna be in a casket or a nursing home. You don't have, you can't afford to be confused 30 years. You can't afford to be upset for 15 years. You gotta get over this. You get 10 years ago, 10 years ago, eight years ago. Right now it's real popular to go back 10 years ago and 12 years ago and five, it's real popular. That might make good ratings for news stations, but that's horrible for life. Because by that standard, you will have nobody in your life at all. That what you have to do with pain is look it straight in the face and look at it from more angles than your own. Okay, because the, the, the art to living with somebody is thinking from their side. So there you have it. It may be in your past, but your dad is in your past, regardless of what role your dad played, good or bad. Recognizing that the past also affects your life and the life of the ones that you claim to love in the present and in the future helps you to move forward. So please, look at the pain straight in the face and look at it from more angles than your own. This is where I take a pause, but I will be back. Oh, thank you. When I'm gone, I'm never really gone You think you're moving on, but it won't be for long You'll see when I'm gone, I'm never really gone You think you're moving on, but no one's gonna feel like, feel like Thought it would be easy, easy to forget me Let go with the memories Now your bed is empty, and you're waking up sweating I'm still in your wild dreams
Scrolloader.com In the middle, and the pain is under. So I to get over. Welcome to the four feminist. Allow me taking you into the world of feminism. What it feels like being a woman in a man's world. Yeah, you heard me right. Is it a man's world? Well, you'll find out. And I'll also be taking you what it feels like being a woman in a woman's world. Didn't tell when I told you women have their own world. I hope you come with me on this journey every weekend. I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of great women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afarfam. <laughs>